Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode nine. I'm Joe Shelton. This is Moonshine and Music, the perfect music show. Today's guest is Carrie Ray and the Shaky Legs. But before we get to that, I want to say thank you to Brent Smith. And remember that Otto's Fun House is next Monday, and you can go there and be in his open mic. Brent provides a great service to us. He's a comedian. He's a funny guy. But he also provides a location for our show for the next few episodes. So thank you, Brent. Also, thank you to Eat New Media. Go to eatnewmedia.com where you can find all your video needs. And um, I guess we should talk a little bit about today's artist, Carrie Ray and the Shaky Legs. Carrie and Dion Ward are on the show today, and we're going to be interviewing them um, a little bit and talking about their lives and things. But uh, the amazing harmonies are what I want you to pay attention to when you get to the performance part of this video because it's outstanding. It's some of the best harmonies that I've ever heard. And um, I'm very, very, very pleased and uh, honored to have been able to mix them together and um, make the performance in today's show. It's uh, nothing short of epic, and I love it very much, and I hope that you will too. So let's stop stalling and get right to it. Moonshine and Music starts now. <laughs> Welcome to Moonshine and Music, Carrie Ray and Dion Ward of Carrie Ray and the Shaky Legs. Good to be here. Or, you know, uh, as some pronounce it, Kari. Kari, Ray, yeah, apparently. We that. We, you, we, have to, you have to, like, hold your pinky up when you say it that way. Kari. <laughs> it, it sounds, like, very fancy when we do I that. I know, I know. That's um, why it doesn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I've never heard an odd pronunciation of Joe, but I'm still waiting. There's time. It, 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 there's plenty there's of time, time for that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, before we were rolling here, uh, before I forget to ask this question out loud, the uh, the, the hat, you, you have a uh, like a little airplane on there and a mm -hmm. feather. Um, a feather, yeah. What, what's, what, what's with the hat? Let's, let's go with that. So, so the, this, is a, this hat's a Stetson Stratoliner. So I've been a hat wearer for ever and ever uh, in my everyday life, but I never wore one on stage. I don't know, for some reason I made up that I shouldn't do that. And then, uh, and then I just decided, why not? And I was in the little hat shop. Uh, you know, I lived down in Brown County. I was in the little hat shop there, and there was this hat that I saw. It was actually a straw version of this hat, and I was like, "What's that?" And they were like, "Oh, it's this that. It's this Stetson Stratoliner." And so I tried it on. And I put it on. And I looked in the mirror, and I looked like me to me in the hat. And so I was like, oh, "I'll take it." And now I have like seven of them. I think I have some straw ones and some hemp ones and some because I when I find something I like I get it in multiples shoes hats things like that but this one this is actually a design from the 40s that they just recently reintroduced and it's got an airplane on it because it was originally a design that was done for howard hughes you know the guy that right spruce goose aviator movie went crazy and yeah, yeah. all that <clears throat> yeah yeah we're you know leon and Catherine hepburn it's, right yeah right Exactly. Um, so, I mean, it's very cool. Thank you. I love <laughs> my, it. My hats are not nearly as cool. They're all for the sports teams that I Well, that's all endure, right. That's but, all right. Uh, it's become, kind of, I don't know, it's become kind of a signature thing now. I don't know, but people recognize me like 
from the I, so in fact I went to a um, I went to one of the writers rounds just to go at the Irving uh, theater a few months ago and uh, you know it's like dark we got there kind of after it had just started and so it's dark in the audience or whatever and then one of the uh, it might have been Megan Hopkins I think that was playing and uh, she came out and she like looking and she came out and she goes I thought that was you I saw the silhouette of your hat and I thought that looks like Carrie Ray's hat and I'm like okay yeah well you know uh, that, I, I wonder if I came into the thing in the dark and wearing your hat might if, confuse if, people if it would confuse Megan Hopkins because <laughs> if she got the two of us confused then we would really know that she was probably either on something or blind <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I wear a hat, and you know that helps. That helps people tell us apart too. You know, since she doesn't wear a hat, it's a. You're looking for the right hat. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you know, you never know what the right hat is. I mean, you know, until you put it on. Until you put it on. Until you put it on. I think that's a uh, a big thing. Yep. So, you know, you touched a little bit on where you're from. Uh, you, you guys, are you both from Brown County in uh, Nashville, or? No, I'm originally from Portland, Oregon. Ooh, a Portland person. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. are you like really touchy about your coffee and like how that is done? She likes the rain. I'll tell you that. She like likes the rain. She likes rain. And yeah. I like coffee. So yeah. <laughs> so so you're, you're definitely like important. I'm touchy about it, but I like strong coffee. Strong coffee. Strong. Okay. She likes it to like get up and walk across the table yeah. to get in the cup. That's well, right. I mean, Portlanders are like kind of legendary for their you know pickiness about you know how the mm -hmm. coffee's brewed and mm -hmm. how it's all of that. But We're maybe I'm poor over these days. Maybe it's I'm jumping into the stereotypes. Maybe, maybe. Well, uh, it, it could be worse. You could have asked me if I was a lumberjack. <laughs> I was more onto the I was more onto the coffee than the lumberjack. Perfect. I have more of a lumberjack look. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, are you you grew up in Nashville? Or? No, I didn't. It's it's kind of weird. I, I grew up in Park County. So, if people are familiar with Turkey Run State Park, um, so I'm still a Hoosier. Um, I just grew up in West Central Indiana, and it's kind of. Interesting. People ask me, you know, why Brown County and what I love about it. And of course, I did go there as a child. We'd go visit and visit the park. Um, but it's, in a lot of ways, it's similar to where I grew up, but different. So it's, it's got a lot of the cool outdoor features, you know. Uh, I love to fish and hike and, you know, get out um, in the woods. And Brown County is very hilly, obviously, and there's a lot of great hiking and biking and all of that. Fishing, too. Um, and where I grew up, it's like I say Brown County has hills, and where I grew up, we had hollers. Because where, where Park County is, it's like there's Turkey Run State Park, and there's all these great places. But it's like it's it's a little rolling, but mainly flat. But then there are these great sort of crevices, uh, crevices and things that were yeah. cut out by the glaciers um, as well. So I, I spent a lot of my childhood, you know, hiking into the woods, down to the creek bottom, and then stomping around in it all day. You know, so Brown County is not not that much different. It's just a little different how you get to the creek now. Well, I love Turkey Run. Uh, when I was younger, uh, I one time took my kids up into the the you know trail like two or whatever it is. Oh yeah, like the tough one. The tough With the one. The ladders and yeah, all that. Yeah, and like my my son was on my back on the way up. Like he was like five or six. Uh huh. And he like he couldn't handle the ladders, so he like jumped on my back and we went up them. Which you know it's kind of weird when you're in a public like park <laughs> yeah. and suddenly you have to climb up ladders. You yeah, know? it's it's a little different, and, but it's so beautiful. I just it love it there. I, I spent. I've spent so much of my childhood running around in the woods. and well, uh, So it. your parents, uh, what did they do growing up? So my um, 
My mom did hair. That's how she says it. She did hair uh, a couple mom, days a week did. at home. Yeah. She got her beauty license in, in 1969. My mm. mama did. She was from Florida originally. And uh, my dad actually met her there when, when my dad was younger. He was uh, a mason and he was down in Florida. He was originally from up here, but he was down in Florida because it was cold and mortar freezes when it's below freezing. So he couldn't, there wasn't work up here. And he had some friends who were working a job down there and he met my mom down there. And they lived in Arizona for a while and then moved back here before I was born. And uh, dad, you know, dad always liked to be outside too. And so he was, he was a Mason mainly because that's what his whole family, you know, all his uncles and brothers and everybody. So he kind of came up in that originally. Um, then he got into construction more. And then for most of my childhood, um, you know, by the time I was about eight or nine, he started working with lumber in one way or the other. He, he had a portable sawmill for a while. And then he, um, he had a tree service where he'd go, you know, take care of people's trees and Sometimes remove them or if they fell on a house or whatever he had a bucket truck and I helped him in the summers when I was in high school I drove the chipper truck and fed the chipper so I was in really good shape then because I could run a chainsaw and drag limbs and I did all the stuff he didn't want to do. I might need you at the house. Yeah I did all the stuff he didn't want to do you know it was all it was all good but I I, still to this day um, there's a in in Brown County in Nashville there's a chainsaw artist guy who's always out you know Oh yeah, I think I've seen that like along yeah. the highway. Uh, no, it's not. It's not along the highway. This oh. guy's there. Those guys are there too. But this guy's like in town. Like he's in. Oh, town. he does it in town. Yeah, and um, that smell, like the smell of like uh, barn chain oil and sawdust, just reminds me of my dad. You know, to this day, oh. he just always smelled like that. Well, that's that's a cool thing. Um, (laughs) So, um, you know, did you what what did your parents do growing up? Were they uh, and and they were out Portlanders? So, Um, my mom was an interior designer and a painter, and she's also an artist. Yeah, she paints. Um, My dad, business consulting. So we were much more city oriented for sure than than Carrie's country folks. (laughs) Yeah. Her dad, though, it's kind of cool. Her, her dad is, um, you know, how old is he now? He's in his... 81. He's 81, and he gets up every day and goes to the gym, like, at the crack of dawn, you know, like, gets his coffee and goes to the gym. Not and even it, the crack of dawn. It's before that. It's before the crack of dawn. Yeah, he sees the dawn <laughs> after like his workout. Yeah. 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 And then and then writes most of the day. He's, like, been working on some... He's got a couple different books. One he's already finished. and Right. When I say... How's retirement? He's like, don't use that word. I'm on my third career. I'm a writer now. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, what, what's his? Uh, does he have a like a published book out or? He's working on that. He's working with a publisher right now. So. Oh, yeah. great. we can't talk about it. Yeah. Oh, you got, don't you keep that. Shh. <laughs> hush, hush. Right. Yeah, I don't even know. But it is fiction. It, it is. is it is a made-up story. So. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, the fiction is what we're about as songwriters most of the time. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'll say though. I, I think. I've always felt like songs, to some extent, are relatively, at different levels, autobiographical. And and what Mm -hmm. I mean by that is, you know, at at most, they are about our life or something that happened. And at a minimum, whatever story we tell, I think, is through our filter that is a big part of who we are and what our biases are and how we perceive things and so on. So I think think no matter how fictional the song is... um, you know, there's there's always a piece of the writer in the story somewhere. You know, I think that I, I totally agree with that. Um, when when you're when you're writing your songs, you know, does um, Brown County and the, like the hills and everything, how much does all of those things influence your stories, or do you feel like 
you um, do you just let it infuse it, or do you like purposely go? You know, I'm gonna write a song about fishing today. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't really write that way. I, I've done some of that, um, and I've been in. I, I tried doing like one of those groups where you have to write a song a week, and they give you a prompt and and all that stuff. And I just don't. Uh, it's really cool. I think it's a great way to work your craft. And I have given myself some assignments before, out of necessity or, or whatever, because there was a requirement to be on a compilation CD or something that I had something in it or whatever. Um, and have gotten some decent stuff out of that. But I just, I don't know, I, I feel like I, I write, um, well, I mean, we all, I guess we all do to a degree write about the human condition, but I feel like I end up writing about it kind of directly. So it's really, a lot of it ends up being more of an outpouring of the inside story, kind of an, an outpouring of what's going on inside. Now, I might... I might reference, you know, people and places or times or, or whatever in doing that, but it's really kind of about talking about the the journey from here to there. You know, right. So when you're uh, when you're taking it, I, I I've seen that you've taken it on the road in the past, uh, gone down to Florida and played mm-hmm. and things like that. Do you find yourself changing which songs that you do when you're gone, when you're away from here, or when you're? I haven't really changed songs. I don't. I don't really do that, but I do notice different songs played differently, different places. Like, for example, I have, partially because of my upbringing, um, I was brought up very fundamental. We were like that little family that was in church every time the doors were open. You know, and a a lot of those, you know, I don't really write gospel songs, although I have written one, um, just because it came and I, I have this commitment when a song comes to visit, that's what I call it, when a song comes to visit, I write it. And then I judge it later. That's kind of the thing. I'm not like, oh, I don't know if I want to write about that. It's like, if it's here to visit. When a song comes to visit. Yeah, when it comes to visit. (laughs) Because what I've learned is it doesn't matter how much I'm like, no, I'm not going to write. No, that's not cool. Or no, I don't. It will just keep knocking, you know. So I just am like, okay, all right. So when I have time, I'll write it. Um, But I do have, I think, a lot of of those sort of themes in in my music. It weaves its way in and out, um, sort of... um, Everything from referencing gospel stories to, to um, I don't know, just talking about indirectly some of the fundamental ideas that I that I grew up with, and um, I don't even know what your original question was. I'm wondering. Oh, just how how, how, you, how you how you change your <laughs> songs happens. when you when oh, you. Oh no, I know where I was travel. going with that squirrel. Um, where I was going with that <laughs> is so you know I have the and when I play those songs around here, there's so many folks that I play in front of that. You know, they either grew up in church or even if they didn't, we live in in kind of a we're kind of part of the Bible Belt here. So people know what I'm talking about. They get the references that you know. And and I, there are some places that I go and I can play songs like that, and people are like, like mm. it just doesn't land the same way because the context, um, the social context is not the same there. And well, so I, I have noticed that. It's interesting now because I responded to that song immediately but I don't know any Bible stories like I, I didn't grow up that's right yeah I, I didn't grow up that way so. I, I wrote this I wrote this song called a little higher it's actually the way we end the new record that's coming out and uh, it's totally a gospel tune and it came about because you know I there are all these Bible stories that I learned growing up you know like Samson and Delilah and Daniel in the lion's den and all these all these uh, stories and uh, one of the things I noticed the thread that ran through a lot of those old stories was that the the, the folks who were the protagonists in those stories had this way of being able to look beyond what was often a really terrible circumstance and see light or see a possibility or see something better or get to the other side of it. And I thought, man, that's a, that's a concept I can get behind, you know? Um, so I wrote this song called A Little Higher. 
and it's um it's all about you got to climb a little higher and find a better view, you know. And uh, I use four different Bible verses. I reference four different Bible stories in the writing of the song. And she liked the song a whole lot. We were talking about it one night, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, it's cool." She's like, "Yeah, you know the story." And I go, "You know those stories, right?" Because in my mind, like you think everybody knows those stories, right? And, and she's like, uh, "No." And then I, I told her what the stories were, like the gist of the of the stories that I referenced. She goes, "Wow, I like." That song even better now. Like it's even cooler now. It's more interesting. And uh, but I mean, I found it interesting even not knowing the stories. Right. Well, that, that's the song in of itself told a story. Right. Right. Well, and I think that's the you know different songwriters have different uh, bottom lines or things that they're all about or rules for songwriting or whatever. And I don't have any of that stuff per se, but I think that one of the things that I value a lot is trying to boil whatever story I'm telling down to the, if not the least common denom denominator, some of the common denominators of the human condition. Because I, while the the players are different and the details of the stories are different, you know, the, the plight uh, of us from birth to death, all of us together. We're all in it together, you know, and it's really, we're not as different as we might pretend we are sometimes, I think. And so I, I really love finding all those ways that we're the same and talking about that. So um, you're, you guys are working on a, a new record. I know you guys just got together as uh, the Shaky Legs, and what's the, uh, how did you guys meet and get together and all of that? Well, the, the name is new, but we're not new. Uh, we've been playing music together for like six and a half years now, I think. It's, uh, and Dion joined the band, because I've always been kind of a solo artist. I know there was like, artist, the, yeah, like right? a trio. Yeah, point. well, we still and do. See, that's the thing. It's like the duo has kind of become the core part of our sound. It's like what people seem to really respond to. And, uh, you know, Dion's harmonies are a big part of that and the, the percussion that she brings to um to the scenario, but then we also perform sometimes as a trio uh, with Chuck Wills. He's our lead player, lead guitar, and a bass player uh, named Jeff Farber. So when we sometimes when we do bigger shows, um, we'll have both of them. You know, we, we play with Chuck a little more frequently. He lives in Brown County as well, and we do some trio shows that way. Um, but then when we do bigger uh, shows, like we'll play uh, Mallow Run Winery. That's always hard for me to say. To this day, I've been playing there for like seven years, and I. I have to say it many I, times before I, I, I have more wine. I end up saying mellow. Mellow, yeah. Like, uh, like marshmallow? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, are we, we play there this summer. <laughs> we play some uh, bigger municipal gigs, like um, uh, we'll play the Bloomington Park series and some things like that, and we'll do that as a four-piece. Um, but So we've, we've been playing for a long time um, and singing, and people seem to really respond to the vocal blend and to the songs. And, uh, you know, the duo uh, allows that to be really front and center, the songs and the, and the voices. And, uh, and and people have been saying for a while, you know, they want to hear that, like they want that on a record. And uh, part of it is we're getting ready to head out and do more and more touring. That's the plan. And uh, so we wanted a name that sounds like a band because we feel like we sound like a band and that works and makes sense. And so it was like in February we announced the new name. I think I first came up with it a few months prior, maybe six months prior, and it took a while to get her to warm My up to the My initial reaction act. was, the what? No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I really, like, I honestly, I responded to it. I was like, wow, that's a really cool name, because it'll, like, totally be rememberable, you know? Yeah, exactly, and that's yeah. why I finally agreed to it. Yeah, it's like the hat. <laughs> it's like the hat. 
It's memorable. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so you're, are, do you feel like you're the shaky legs portion of the oh, program? Oh, absolutely. And that's what people, that's, that's the go-to. I mean, yeah. you know, she's Carrie Ray, so you must be the shaky legs. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> if I had a dime for every time I've heard that. Yeah. Well, somebody hear that. That's right. Well, when, we, when I first made the announcement and posted it, um, uh, Rusty Bladen, who's another uh, great artist, he lives down in Madison, plays around a lot. He, he'd be a great one to have on the show, actually. Um, uh, uh, I'm he, always looking for more people. Sure, sure. <laughs> Rusty's great and, and really fun, really entertaining, really nice guy. And uh, anyway, he I posted that, and, and he, he, he said, love it. He said... Uh, out of curiosity, whose legs are shaking? And I just said, well, <laughs> hopefully everybody's by the time we're done, right? Uh, that's exactly. kind of the idea. Yeah, like all you guys are actually the shaky legs. That's right. right? Yeah. That's right. Get them going. Uh, Let's that, go. That's, that's, that's a cool way to bring everybody in. Yeah. Um, well, and I guess I thought to myself, too, I'm like, if I'm looking at the roster or something at a festival, and there's a lot of little bands that I haven't heard of, uh, and, and I'm looking and I see I see that name, like, I'm probably going to go check that out just to see what it's all about. You know? <laughs> like, that wouldn't be a bad thing no that's not a bad thing at all um well i you know uh wanted to get you in here to do some of your music so are you guys fired up to play some songs heck yeah yeah we're gonna put some stuff that's uh off the new record that's coming up which uh you know i don't know for sure when this is airing but uh, it'll probably be out by then it's going to be out the end of april of 2018 so april 27th the launch date it'll it'll probably be out a little uh, after that yeah Uh, this is we we recording in early april but the this show will probably end up a little bit after your release uh, well that's perfect it takes us a while we, we pre-record the show for those of you who think we just like throw it together um, I cut that part out I won't even tell them that cut that part yeah. out make them think it's live every we, week we pre-record the show we pre-record uh, no. <laughs> any questions no questions <laughs> anyway, right. just so that that's all clear um, anyway I really appreciate you guys coming out and, and uh, doing the show with us sure and it's been really great meeting you and Thank I can't wait you. to hear some music so awesome let's, let's get to it sounds good we'll be back with more right after this and you'll get to hear uh, Carrie Ray and the shaky legs Next week on Moonshine and Music, Tori Fischetti is in the house. You're going to hear some stories of New York and where he grew up. And you'll also get to hear this epic performance. It's in August on the old church steps. Salad halls that we would run. Reckless nights. And cop car lines, and we were the holy one. We're going to start with the uh, title track from our upcoming release. It's called Bad and Better Angels.
to bed and better angel carry you between she said I have often wondered I said, sister, look around. How do you plan on staying dry when you're digging in your neighbors? sort of a tribute to Patsy Cline. I wrote a ballad for her, I say for her, because I tried to write a song I thought she might like uh, a couple years ago, and uh, then a few months back I thought it might be fun to write her a swinging tune too, so we're going to put this one on our, our new record as well. This song's called What'd You Do That For? Happy as the crows 
did you do that for? Keys. I actually wrote it about um, finding a ring in the back of a drawer, and uh, it's called House Keys. Hopefully that'll make sense in a minute. Well, I ran across his ring today, shoved away back in a drawer. Hearts. 
you know at 17 would barely fill a jar It's hard to mean forever You can't quite see that far wasn't much but was a start of a lifetime they'd spend sharing things like house keys and like hearts well on the day you went to heaven I was standing by his bed And when I asked him how they'd stayed in love For all those years, he said There really is no secret There really is no art You just find the joy in sharing things Like house keys and like His ring today shoved way back in a drawer Turned it over in my hand Thought about what rings are for They were keeping things together That used to be apart Less and more important things Like house keys and like hearts Sometimes the only way to make it through the hardest parts Is holding on to little things like house keys and like hearts switch guitars now that's okay so um, this is a song uh, this is actually an older song this is on our modern relic CD and uh, this song's called your time I, this one's just always been near and dear to me because it's sort of about um, finding that part of you that matters and then going with it it's called your time Back when you weren't scared of anything 
sky your only limit the fence your only line it was your time it was your time the wind blows through the corn and Indiana whisper table had to go Forge I lead you on Then rick you like a twister To fade step in the land The final blow Now you live with nothing but to show Sometimes the best to start with what you know Shaky Legs. That's Dion Ward and Carrie Ray today. But I really, really, really love the performance. Please go check out Carrie Ray and the Shaky Legs' new album called Bad and Better Angels. You can find it on Spotify and iTunes and everywhere. Go play it like crazy. You just heard that song in there, Bad and Better Angels, as well as House Keys, which is also on the record. And by the way, House Keys is my favorite tune of theirs. I keep playing it over and over and over again on my iPhone in the car. I love that song. So please check out Carrie Ray and the Shaky Legs record. Also, I want you to check me out next week. I'll be playing on Friday night at the Irving Theater in Irvington, which is the east side of Indianapolis, uh, in a songwriter showcase with a couple of other great artists. So you can find me there. And then you can find me on May 26th, which is next Saturday. And that is at Books and Brews in Broad Ripple, right in the heart of Broad Ripple. Come there, see the show. It's going to be awesome. 
So I hope to see a lot of you there. I hope to get to meet more and more of you. It's really a great experience for me, and I'm really humbled, and it's great to meet all you guys when you come up to me and talk about the show. Uh, please leave some comments, subscribe to the show, and uh, we hope to see you all next week on Moonshine and Music. Moonshine and Music is a presentation of Eat New Media in association with Not Less Entertainment. Producers for today's program are Brandon Lay and Joe Shelton. Be sure to join us next time on Moonshine and Music.